0: Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast, brought to you by HarperCollins Publishers.
1: Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Doo, 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 doo. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest.
0: Hi, it's Lainey from the Library Love Fest marketing team. Welcome back to the podcast. This week we have a very special audio to share with you. This was originally a Facebook Live interview that I got to do with the Meg Cabot. I can't believe that that happened. But it did, and it's a great video to watch. A lot of cool questions, but we also wanted to share the audio on the podcast as well. So you're about to hear an interview that I did in July with Meg Cabot. And if you want to see the original video, go to Library Love Fest on Facebook, and you'll be able to see it there. Enjoy.
1: Hello, Meg Cabot fans! It's a very special day today. Uh, You'll be watching Meg Cabot, sitting down with the HarperCollins Library marketing guru, Lainey Mays, super fan of Meg, Um, and they'll be talking for about 30 minutes, but please be sure to ask questions and leave comments. We'll get to those at the end, and you'll also be entered for a chance to win a finished copy of No Judgments when it goes on sale. Super fun. So, without further ado, we'll get to the interview. Enjoy.
0: Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you so much for being here, Meg. Well, first I think we should toast. We have our screwdrivers Yes. Yes. It's never too early for this. Very important hurricane drink. Right. And Mm. it's so hot in New York right now Mm -hmm. that this is very refreshing.
2: We're actually having a little bit of a hurricane. We're having the remnants of Hurricane Barry right now. So it's kind of good that we're having this little hurricane Party. I mean, hurricanes are very serious. Yes. We're having a little fun with it right now. But um, that's kind of what you have to do. You have to have a sense of humor about it. because Right. Why
0: not? Well, before we get into the book, I just want to like reiterate again how thankful I am for you to be here. I am the biggest fan, and I am the envy of all my friends, because your books mean so much to me. So thank Aww. you. I just remember like growing up and reading, and I like have this really specific memory of just having this like voracious need to read and like knowing that I can be quirky and learn and you just like didn't talk down to me and anyway so thank you so much Aww. I am stoked to be here oh, so. Well
2: thank you and thank you so much for having me, Of course. fun.
0: So we're going to get into the book which is No judgments It comes out in September yes. um, and this is for our adult fans. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the book?
2: Well, yeah, it's actually um, uh, the first book in a new series that I'm doing that is set on a small tropical island called Little Bridge. There's actually a little novella that precedes it, but you don't actually have to have read that novella to understand what's going on in No Judgments. And it is about a young lady who moves to the island, and her timing could be a little better because uh, a few months after she gets there, the island is hit by a hurricane, and... The reason it's called Little Bridge is because it's connected to um, the Florida Keys by Little Bridge, and the Little Bridge gets washed out, and so everybody's trapped there for the for the hurricane. But um, she makes some friends and maybe uh, finds a little bit of romance Ooh. along the way. So yeah,
0: I mean that's a Thing that happens for everybody in hurricanes. I mean, things wash away, and you can't get to it. Or if you're stuck there, yeah. And you actually stayed because you live in the Key West. That is
2: correct. It is. A, it is based on a, a real life uh, thing that happened to me actually during Hurricane Irma. Um, obviously, if there's a hurricane coming your way and you're told to evacuate, you should evacuate.
0: We have um, a little asterisk that's like, please do not <laughs> stay for that. Yeah,
2: don't do what the girl in this book did, which is <laughs> she did not evacuate. She had many opportunities to do so, and she did not, but she actually had some reasons why she didn't evacuate. And and when you read the book, you'll find out what they are. But um, some of them actually were my own reasons why mm-hmm. I didn't evacuate. Um, one of which was that there had been another hurricane right before um, Irma, which happened in um, Texas. Hurricane harvey and so there was no gas actually to get out and in, in in the florida keys where i live in key west there's only one road and so if you have to drive out and you have no gas it's, you're kind of out of luck and we didn't realize that irma was coming quite as quickly as it did um we were told it was going to miami so we're like yeah oh, we're fine and then um, we were not fine um but we did have a generator and we had um we had some really great hurricane food that we yes. had gathered. This is, if you're wondering why That's we an have, inspiration. Yeah, maybe not the healthiest <laughs> options, but we felt like we were we were going to be okay, and um, we had plenty of bottled water oh. as well, um, and um, lots of friends who were staying as well. And we also had a very sick cat, which. In, Although there's a dog on this cover, there's actually a dog in the story as well, but there's a cat um, that the heroine, Bree, has just adopted, who's a very elderly cat named Gary, um, who had just had all his teeth removed um, because he has... This is very interesting, this feline stomatitis, <laughs> in case you want to know, um, which is a disease that cats can get where they become allergic to their own teeth. And so yeah. my cat actually had that, a very elderly it cat is. named Allie that I just adopted, and she had had to have all her teeth removed. And we were like, we can't oh, travel yeah. with our, our little baby. Um, so we're like, we'll be fine. you know, we were, we were very lucky. But, yeah, if you're told to evacuate, yeah.
0: I mean, you have all kinds of fun animal names in the book. I, I mean, yes. you're known for giving animals great names oh, in general. Oh, I didn't know that, but thank but you. But, to me, anyway. But they, there's lots of fun ones in the book, like um, the 90210 characters. <laughs> um, each dog wow. has a name, or like Gary, um, Bob, all the dogs. Yes. So there are a lot of fun names. Some Star Wars names are thrown in, which yeah. is exciting. Um, and I was showing Meg earlier that... I didn't mean to do this, but it just kind of worked out this way. I went to get notes, and I have my little Sheba sticky notes, and they're all in my book for this. So it all kind of worked out. I was really getting in the spirit early. Um, so this story, there's a backstory that it yeah. is true. So right. You really talk about yeah. That well, too? so.
2: Something that happened after Irma was that well we had no power. We had power because we had a generator, um, but everybody's cell phones went out. There was no mm-hmm. cellular power on the island, no internet. Um, so nobody had any way to communicate. Now the news was saying that we had been wiped out. There was, the Key West didn't exist anymore. And the same thing happens in the book that everybody's told that Little Bridge Island no longer exists, but we were we were actually up the keys. The damage was much greater, but we had no way to, to tell people Hey, we're okay, Um, but we in my house we have a very ancient thing called a landline, and the landline still worked. Not very many people had landlines, Um, and but kind of word spread around the island that we had a landline. So people were coming to my house that I didn't even know and asking if they could use my phone to call people and let them know that they're okay. And we were like, sure, that's fine. Um, Being a writer, though, I was kind of eavesdropping a little bit (laughs) because it was so interesting to me to, to. hear um what people were saying as long as they were speaking English some people were speaking I mean all languages Croatian and we Mm -hmm. had Spanish but um one young lady who showed up on my porch um her name was Brett she's an amazing young woman she um asked if she could call her mother and I said sure and I was a little bit eavesdropping and she was telling her mother that a thing that had happened was that the hurricane came so quickly and there was kind of so little warning people just left and they left their animals their pets behind thinking that they would be able to get back quickly to the island and what had happened in Key West was that actually the road washed out and people couldn't get back um and so they had no way to get back to their pets and what Britt wanted to do was she asked her mom, can you post on Facebook, since obviously we didn't have the internet, um, letting people know, any Qs residents, that um, if they had left their pets behind, um, to call Britt's mom and leave a message that um, with their name and their address, don't post it on the internet, that they you know, had left their house um, empty, and the kind of pets they were, and how they could break into them how Britt could break into their house and feed their animals. And I was like, whoa. I mean, first of all, I couldn't believe that anyone would leave their pets behind. So I have to admit, I was a little judgy about that, which is one of the reasons why this book is called No Judgments. Um, Also, though, I had not evacuated, so don't judge me, (laughs) which we had been told to do. So um, when Britt got off the phone, I was like, "What? what? I mean, people didn't, they left their pets? And she's like, hey, no judgments. Um, you know, people, there's lots of reasons why this might have happened. You know, maybe they had to snag a ride with somebody else. Maybe they have five dogs and they couldn't fit them in the car. But whatever, it, we can't say, you know, that, that they're bad people because they, then they won't call and then the pets will suffer. Really? And so um, people started leaving messages with their mom. And every day she would come over and pick up the messages. And she oh had God. she had like a little axe. And we I think we loaned her maybe a pair of um, those. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
0: I gotta go break into this
2: house. And she she started breaking into people's houses and feeding their pets. And we gave her um, our leftover cat food. By that time, my cat could only eat soft food so we ate all this dry food. And um, she was getting, um, I think that the, the SPCA gave her stuff and she was going out there and doing that and I was like this is the best thing I've ever seen I loved it so she kind of became the model for the heroine of my book Brie um and she knows it so it's okay she's she's fine with it nothing else in this book (laughs) that happens to Brie is all based on Brett so um Brie the fact that she has fled her life back in New York City um all the reasons like her personal problems nothing is based on Brett the fact that she has this um very hot affair with this guy who is an islander who's a carpenter and um that does not happen to Brett. Brett is totally happy in her own relationship (laughs) right now but it was really really a great um experience that part of it um to see somebody just put themselves out there and help so many pets so that was really great and that's that was kind of the heart of the book.
0: Yeah so what was the aftermath like after The hurricane, I know some restaurants kind of gave out stuff. Are there organizations for pets even?
2: Yeah, people came together. um, A lot of the restaurants that were still, a lot of those people hadn't evacuated, so they started handing out food for free, Mm. cooking um, meals every day for people who were still there. Um, You could show up at certain times and just get an amazing steak dinner. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, the SPCA started um, coming out giving free Animal um, Medical Service, all of the vets that were still on the island Mm. were offering that as well. Um, One thing that I did not know was that before the hurricane, um, they were trying to foster out as many animals as they could. Mm. So if you um, could take pets into your home or if you were evacuating and you could take pets with you, um, that was really great. So something that they always ask is if you could donate to your local SPCA or animal shelter, that's really great because then they use that money to you know, help people, you don't know it, but you're helping people who have hurricanes mm. in their area because you're giving to people who are actually um, helping to foster those kinds of pets. So it was, it was really, I mean, I hate to say it, it was a very heartwarming experience to be yeah. in this hurricane. That I, had, I was very um, privileged that, you know, I had a generator and and a landline, so we were able to be pretty much okay until the water went out. And then, <laughs> and then it wasn't so great because then the, we were getting warnings every day not to drink the water, but fortunately uh, we had... Yeah, that's why and you have of course of we have a lot of supplies. Yes. Yeah. You can would, warm yourself up. I would not yourself recommend that. Not for the kids. And then cool
0: yourself Not down. for the kids.
2: <laughs> this stuff's okay.
0: <clears throat> so when Bree comes to the island, she's there mm-hmm. for like three months or so, um, and there's this big, she's she's going, we're not going to tell you everything, but she's coming from this this experience. She had a bad time where she was, yes. trying to find herself and yes. to get back into some things she loves. Um, but there's this island pride. Is that something that's big <laughs> in QS? Yeah, you know, you um there's a, it's a very touristy town. QS mm-hmm. is a
2: is a resort town and much like Little Bridge is a resort town, and they get most of their money from tourist dollars. And so um, you know, if you're somebody who actually lives there, it's not that you look down on the tourists at all because that's where your money's coming from. But you kind of, you know, you're used to people coming and not staying very long and um and then leaving. So you know, unless you've really Stayed for a long time, you're not considered a local, and um, they actually call people who are born in Key West their conchs. And so, yeah. And if you're not a conch, then you're a freshwater, and you know you're not, you don't know how to do anything pretty much. And but once you've been through a hurricane or two, then you might get a little bit of cred. So she, Brie is very concerned because she's actually had been coming to the island for quite a few years with her family on vacation, and then she's lived there for three months. So she's like, I she's not a conk because it's not QS but she's she's like I'm not a freshwater but of course people are accusing her of that and they're very they're a little judgmental about her skills. Yes. So once again, no judgment. She's <laughs> like, "Hey, I can handle myself." She she really thinks she can. Um another reason she might have wanted to evacuate, but <laughs>
0: she's got She'll the sick cat
2: and she's got, you know, she doesn't have a car. So she's she's got some she's got some issues. So, you know, I, I really feel like we need to not be so judgmental of of people and their reasons for some of the decisions they make. But however, I have to say I'm one of the judgiest
0: people in the world, so I'm trying to be less so. <laughs> so there, there's a great PS section that's coming too with a lot of like recipes and fun. Yes, things. how to
2: make some of the
0: delicious food oh, if you know your
2: power's gone out and you need to make something very yummy. Um, you can, and also doesn't need refrigeration. Right. That will be in
0: the PS, yeah. So they're just saying, like, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Exactly. But I feel like that's kind of Bree's experience. <laughs> the
2: whole it book. is. She actually makes some the recipes that are going to be in the yeah. book, yeah.
0: So she, as she's going on, she's trying to find who she is and dealing with these things, meeting Drew. Like, What are some characteristics that you like admire about her or that you had fun writing for Bree?
2: Well, she's very determined and um, doesn't give up easily. She's very um, resourceful, obviously. The fact that she went and saved all those animals, much like Brett um, I thought was amazing. It is very hot after a hurricane. I am not a person who can deal with hot weather. I don't know why I live in Florida. Um, I have air conditioning <laughs> but um, she you know the fact that she did that was amazing to me um, and and she stuck it out and she I think really proved that she is maybe a little bit of a freshwater, but she's getting there as far as <laughs> hanging out with the locals. And um, you know, I thought she, I thought she did a good job.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, I
2: mean, you know, I'm judging my own
0: book now. But <laughs> well, we have so many more meetings to the title. We can just keep writing. I know. That's
2: crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so I'm excited about this new series, and so yeah, also at the end of the PS, there's a little bit about the next book in the series, which is the one I'm working on now. Um, it's not going to be about Brie, um, it's about characters who are actually in this book, um, at least one of them, and, um, it's the sheriff. And he may be having a romance with the town librarian. Some people might relate to these. I know. um, And I was originally calling it the sheriff and the librarian only because that's literally what it's about. (laughs) Um, That will not be the title. We're working on the title right now. So um, if you have any suggestions, please just know. We're we're, going to get it. We're getting there. It's gonna be good, right?
0: And I, I think what's also really fun about the book is that every beginning of every chapter, there's a little something about yes. the storm. There but there's a storm tip, yes. Like this one, just as an example, like risk of electrocution, drowning, and other physical threats can accompany hurricanes. But in the chapter, there's like some electricity flowing between the characters. Exactly. Thank you for noticing that. That is
2: every writer loves it when somebody <laughs> actually notices. They're incredibly clever thing though, that, <laughs> that but yeah I really wanted to because you know when um, you're actually in a hurricane you're you're constantly getting handed out no we were not getting them by phone because all the phones Ooh. were were completely dead but we were getting handed um, you know <laughs> oh, like notices paper? yeah oh. um, by that time it was too late right <laughs> but we were getting notices about food will be um, we actually got um, those Meals that the army gets. Oh, like packed dry. They're, they're, it's in food there. Or, no, or you then? can um, you can burn on a on a little. Oh. If I could speak, I would tell you it's not the. It's, not that. it's very early for me. For um, I, I don't really get going until about. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, 7:00. meals ready to eat. Yes, the Ar- they, um, yeah, yeah. army came and was handing those out to people, and so we got little noses saying like, in the public's parking lot at one p.m., meals ready to oh, eat will says. be handed out, and people were, you know, trying to decide which ones they because they had like uh, Chinese food that you could you could get like sweet and sour chicken, or some people wanted the chicken Tory and so people were trading. No one actually really. It, it, it was. I don't think people really needed them because <laughs> most people, the restaurants were still serving at that point. But people wanted to see how they tasted yeah. and it was decided that the sweetened and sour chicken was the best. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it
0: was delicious. Well, I'm glad it worked yeah. out and it was edible and <laughs> no, good. No, they are delicious. Good. Um, so I, so talk about, let's talk about Drew. So Drew is a love interest. Yes. And he, um, you want to say a little bit about him? Drew is, um, a character, a local who actually Bree knew for quite a while, because she's a waitress.
2: She works as a waitress in the town, uh, popular cafe. And so she's been serving him breakfast for months. And he never really paid any attention to her, um, until he noticed that she was not evacuating. And he took great umbrage at that, as he should. Um, and informed her that she should get out of town, and she's like, no, you're staying, I'm staying. <laughs> and also she has this cat and a lot of other problems that makes it difficult. A lot of people have problems. Um, it's also very expensive to evacuate, and where are you going to go? And this particular hurricane encompassed the entire state of Florida, as, as Irma did. So, you know, you're going to go stay in a hotel and still be hit by the hurricane. Yeah. It's a lot. So um, that's how they started sparring with one another. Um, and so he was an intellectually challenging person to deal yeah. with, but also extremely good looking. So he uh, works at Restoring Old Homes, and um, is a carpenter, and um, has a large extended family on the island. So it seemed like everywhere Bree went, she ran into somebody that was related to him. So she was not too happy about that for (laughs) a little bit of the time. But then as things got the storm approached, um, she started being a little happier about it because um, she started finding that she had places to go and people to help her out. Which she turned out to be kind of willing to do. (laughs) A little bit. But he's also a dog lover, and he has uh, three dogs when the book begins. And he um, named them all Bob because he feels like, dogs are um, pack animals and he is the leader of the pack, so why should he give his dogs different names, which Bree is horrified by. Um, and that's actually based on a friend of mine named Rooney who ha- also has three dogs named Bob, which I think is hilarious. Oh, is hilarious. And it does work out. They,
0: they, they you know, listen cause to Because
2: she says if one of the dogs is doing something wrong, they're probably all doing something wrong, so
0: you just yell, Bob, stop it! And they're all like, okay! They just hear the high pitch. They're for very the... cute dogs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, that's actually really funny that it's yeah, Yes, it is based, based on, on a true thing. And there's
2: an incident in the book that also concerns Drew where she, uh, Bree, they're at a party and they observe someone who's mistreating a dog, which is actually based on a true situation. The first night that I moved to Key West, um, we were in a bar and it was actually a barbecue restaurant, which was also a bar, and there was a gentleman who had a dog and he kept kicking. Every time the dog would, you know, kind of cry to leave the bar, the gentleman would give the dog a kind of violent nudge with his foot to keep it from crying. And um, another gentleman at the bar said to this guy, if you kick that dog one more time, I'm gonna lay you out. And um, the guy did, he kicked the dog one more time. And the guy got up and he punched him in the face and knocked him right off the bar stool. And um, the guy who'd kicked the dog was very upset by this, as you might be. Although you're a dog kicker, so you kind of deserve it, I thought. And he jumped up and he ran out of the restaurant, leaving the dog, who stayed with the bartender. And uh, we were all like, wow, why did we move here? (laughs) This was like the Wild West or something. And about two minutes later, the police showed up with the guy who'd been punched in the face. And um, they said, this guy says you punched him in the face. And everyone in the bar was frozen. We were like... We came here from Manhattan. We don't know what's happening, and um, the, the bartender said he didn't punch him in the face, but that guy kicked that dog, and so the police arrested the guy for kicking it. <laughs> nobody. It was pretty yeah, kind of Exciting, it. and so that actually happens in the book as well mm-hmm. with Drew. Um, you so, deserve
0: it at that point. Right?
2: Yeah, I mean you can't go around kicking dogs. That's mm. animal cruelty, and you. I mean, in my opinion, I love animals, so I don't want to see that happen. So. Um, that's actually an example of something that really happened in QS. My first night there! Wow. And um, the bartender ended up adopting the dog. Oh. I know! It's such a great, great place to live because people That's really nice. love animals there. They love people too, but not dog kickers. Right. Okay.
0: Um, so, well, and so for Drew, who has all of these dogs, he he's kind of contradictory. Like he loves these dogs. He has the the Bob names, um, but then he doesn't really judge Bree like everybody no. else. And well, so, he judges her for not evacuating. Well, that <laughs> probably a good reason. Yeah. Um, but like, what makes them work? What what qualities do they share that makes them work?
2: I think that they're both kind of lost souls in a way. Mm-hmm. They've both had some um, family conflicts. Um, they both feel like they're kind of out there, but they're both a little bit. Um, dreamers and artists in a way. I mean, Brie has kind of always had this dream of being an artist. Drew is definitely artistic and they both haven't really followed kind of the typical set kind of plan that a lot of people expect, Um, especially, you know, kind of in mainstream America where you're going to go and have this like nine to five job or you're going to go to college and, you know, get married right away and have kids that neither of them have done that. And Mm. and they're both kind of rebelling against that. And um, Brie, in particular, feels very lost and doesn't know what she kind of... She kind of does know what she wants, but she feels like maybe that's not w- what she should want, and that's kind of how she's ended up in Little Ridge, which is mm. um, a place where I think a lot of people... It's kind of almost the end of the world. It's where people end up when they maybe don't know what else to do, and it's during the course of the book maybe she finds herself.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. When you when you write like love interest... Do qualities come first, or does like the person's job and what they, their family, what mm. comes first when you think of them? Um,
2: I think it all just comes at the same time, it comes time? together. But I think a lot of the time, um, what they, kind of their place in the society where they're living, has a lot to do with it. Especially in this case, because, um, you know, where especially where they meet. Why mm-hmm. is he? Why is he always at the cafe in the morning, and so that she's waiting on him? That had a
0: lot to do with his his growth as a character. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, those are my book-related questions. Oh, thank you. Those um, are great. Yeah, and if you guys, it comes out in September, but you can get a little taste of Little Bridge with the novella Bridal Bootcamp Bridal boot available yeah, now. So go check that out. Um, do we have any questions?
1: We do. We have a oh. lot of fans, a lot of questions. Yay! Um, Let's see here. Well, we have super fan Abby Burke who exclaims, new series? Yes. <laughs> uh, and then she adds, wrote out Irma too, read, she went all the way during it. <laughs> so there you go.
2: That's a good reading choice. Right. <laughs> For a hurricane.
1: Uh, and she also adds, Doritos are essential storm supplies. <laughs> so Abby's <laughs> on point right now. Um, so... Let's see here. Annie Elizabeth asks, when writing a story inspired at least in part by true events, how did you decide which details to keep true to your experience and which to fabricate or amp up for the story?
2: Hmm. Well, I definitely asked permission or at least um, you know, let people know that I was going to be writing about them a little bit. Um, it was kind of hard to get a hold of Britt because she's... Uh, She's a boat captain in real life. I know, she's That's so, so cool. cool. I know. Um, but I would want her to come save
0: my dog. The for, local paper
2: yeah. just ran a big story about her, um, so she knows about that. Um, but I didn't want to have her personal life in it right. because also I wanted her to, the, I wanted Bree, the character, to have a romance. And as I said, Britt is very happily um, already in a relationship. So, you know, you want to have a story arc that is interesting. And so the people who I was writing about most of them already have a great life and you kinda gotta have your character go through some stuff yeah. <laughs> in order to have a book about them, so um, I, I didn't use anything from Britt's actual personal life, I only used what she did which during the hurricane, which was an amazing, amazing thing. And I didn't use her job because Britt has a great, amazing <laughs> job as a book captain and um, I also know nothing about that, so I kind of, you want to write about stuff you actually know about. Um, I know about being a waitress, from having done that a little bit. Um, and I know about um, being an artist, which Brit is, I, I love to paint and I was in art school and stuff. So, um, I think that you got to put in a little bit of yourself, too, in order to make the story interesting to you to write about. So um, even though you're writing maybe about other people that you find interesting, um, you also have to put in a lot of your own heart because mm-hmm. that's what keeps you people are always asking how do you write so many books and how do you sit there and write a whole book and the way that you do that is you write something that you feel passionately about mm-hmm. and that you um, understand and love or hate to hatred is a strong motivator a of love, if you're really mad about something which i was really mad about for instance the guy who kicked the dog or um you know Maybe I was judging people who left their animals behind, but through writing this book I, be, I got a better understanding of how these circumstances can happen, and totally. so I'm not as judgy. I certainly, when I'm watching the news and I hear about people who don't evacuate, I'm certainly one of those people who's like, why didn't they evacuate? Well, now I understand how it can mm-hmm. happen, and so I think that that's an important thing. Mm. What else?
1: What else do we have? Let's see. Sarah Elizabeth Santana asks, How do you go back and forth between YA and adult romance? Is it hard?
2: Hmm. No, it's actually really good because I think that if I had to just write one thing all the time, um, I would get so sick of it. So it's actually really nice to swap back and forth. Um, I mean, in these books, you get to have really hot sex scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Not as hot as some other people's, but mine are pretty hot. Um, But in YA, you kind of... um, it's not, the, the temperature level is not that high, at least in my YA. Um, and I also love writing about people's parents and mm-hmm. having to um, maybe go to a dance or something, um, or a talent show, which grown-ups don't get to do that much, <laughs> if you noticed? Know, maybe they get to go to a wedding, but... Yeah, the fun's taken out of it. I mean, when's the last time it? you went to a dance?
0: I can't tell you. I know, me too.
2: So, yeah, I think that adults get to do fun, other things that are fun, but not like kids get to do. Um, Maybe we should throw a dance camp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, adults. Camp. We go on vacation, but I guess. it's not the same. So it's there's different. So it's I actually like switching back and forth.
1: Let's see, Katie Ellsworth asks, "Will there be any more Heather Wells mysteries in the future?"
2: I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not. Not right now. Right now, we're concentrating on uh, the Little Bridge. That is enough.
0: <laughs> I'm tired. I tried to count. <laughs> And I don't even know if I got them all, yeah. but I think I was, like, age nine.
2: It's, it's a lot. I have not tried to count. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You guys can dive in if you, you know, yeah. you can always find something for your mood. Or... Yeah. <laughs> so Little Bridge is the the foreseeable.
2: Yeah, I've got a DC, I got a comic, uh, graphic novel, sorry, coming out with DC Comics in October, um, and that was uh, illustrated by Cara McGee, so that's amazing. So that's the other thing that's coming out, but then right now... Um, and more of this. <laughs>
1: that's enough. Let's see. And again, we have so many comments just expressing their oh, love for you and your work. Um, oh, thank so, you. Yes, feeling it. And uh, Raiza Pacheco. I hope I got that right, Raiza. Thank you. Um, Does Brie have a best friend? I love all the Meg Cabot written BFFs. <gasps>
2: Brie has actually a roommate who she does not listen to. Danielle, <laughs> who's I think a great character. um I would actually be interested in exploring her further. um who is really super fun. She's an emergency room nurse who's based on a real emergency room nurse that I know, (laughs) Um, who actually is mandatorily evacuated because they mandatorily evacuate uh, all emergency room personnel. Um, So she's not in the book as much as I would have liked. Um, She also has a best friend back home in um, New York City who she kind of communicates a little bit with, um, who's like, evacuate, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, So yeah, she does, but um, they're not, I, I feel like in the context of the book, if she'd had a best friend, who actually stayed the best friend would have been like get out yeah. <laughs> which they all they all say so no not really she has lots of friends but the bffs are like no why are you doing this you're insane <laughs>
1: um we have a few questions about location from courtney and cassandra who um let's see respectively asked are you back in nyc to get inspiration for new books slash series <laughs> Um, and then Cassandra says, you are my favorite author, everything about doing a book in Wisconsin. So oh. maybe how does location take place? <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm actually back in New York City because, um, well, I live here part of the time, so I, I have a place here, um, but I've been doing a lot of... Um, conferences, so we had BEA, we had, um, right, this next week we're doing Romance Writers of America. Yes. So um, you were at ALA with us. I was at ALA, um, which actually was in D.C., but that, the convenient part about that, besides that mm-hmm. it, it was super fun, is that my mom lives in Annapolis, so I went oh, to visit nice. her, so that was really fun. Um, and then I went to ABA in Pittsburgh, so I've just been doing a ton of conferences, and also um, New York is the, one of the best places to hang out. I mean, fun. it's been super fun. I did bring my cat. Um, the toothless cat, she's kinda of handling it, I don't, she, you know, she's used to going outside at least for a little while every day, so she's a little sad just looking out the window.
0: Um, and it's too hot, tell her, tell it's, her. Yeah. stay inside, like,
2: air yeah, <laughs> conditioner. No. Um, but as far as going, uh, doing a book in Wisconsin, I would probably have to go there for a little while and check it out. I've been there, it's oh. beautiful, um, but I would, you know, I'd want to get a feel for the place.
1: Uh, and Cassandra was actually pushing for you to do a book tour in Wisconsin. Oh, so a oh, book tour. Okay,
2: yeah. sure. Yeah, I've done I've been there a few times, but I I don't have any um, specific
0: book event scheduled. I will have to talk to Pam Jaffe. Yes, well, she's the great. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. She'll s- see what she can do. Push also. for your bookstore to yeah. invite me.
1: That's what. Or library. And library. Yes. Or library sorry, yes. <laughs> Both.
0: Book library. festival, whatever. Yes.
1: Well, I think that does it for okay. our questions. Oh, that was
0: great. It was a lot of fun. That
2: was fun. i you like a Dorito yeah, or I'm an M&M? M&M? Well, first I'm going to start with an M&M. Nice. Um, I mean, I always start with dessert
0: nice first. Puppet. Oh, that's smart. So, yeah. That's smart. I'm going to okay. go with a Dorito.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to switch it up. Thank you so much, you guys. That was really fun. Thanks for coming. Um, look out for this book and then more books. Mm-hmm. That's like, like not that like a warning. It wasn't <laughs> a warning. Watch out for hurricanes, a, yeah. not this book. <laughs> and evacuate. If you're told to evacuate, <laughs> if you can't evacuate, then obey all your local right. um, city ordinances yes. and and
0: uh, warnings, yes. And check out the novella that's available now. Oh, and yeah. And this will be September 24th. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. That was so fun. Oh, and a... Mm -hmm. Thank
2: you. Oh, yeah. And a toast. Yay.
1: Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Again, No Judgments is coming this September. For librarians watching, the eGalley is available now, so do check it out and share the love uh, with your coworkers and patrons. Everyone's really excited. Thanks, Meg. Thank
2: you.